Welcome to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, and we have the same guest with a new title that we got, we're got. we going to talk about. It is Mitch Rolls, the newest Iowa Western Community College women's basketball coach. He is leaving the Labette Cardinals, leaving Parsons, and leaving Kansas, headed up to Iowa to take over uh, the women's basketball program up, up at Iowa Western. Mitch, this whole thing unfolded over this week where you, you got this new job at Iowa Western. You went up to Iowa Western on Friday, and did you stay there through Saturday? No, I, I went up on uh, last Sunday and you know, visited campus on Monday, and then Thursday, Friday, went back up there. So just kind of tell me, take me through what the, the last week or so has been like uh, getting acclimated to the new job, and, and what, went, what was the factors that led to the decision uh, to head up to Iowa Western? Well, you know, the factors that led up to it was just a new new opportunity, um, great opportunity, you know, at a at a you know prestigious university. Well, not university, but community college, um, you know, with great acad- academics, great athletics, um, you know, tradition of winning national championships and things like that. So, um, just a new challenge. Uh, you know, been here for eight years and, and enjoyed every second of it, and definitely didn't plan on leaving. You know, kind of quick turnaround. You know, hadn't applied anywhere. Just kind of waiting the, the spring out uh, with the with the girls here, you know. Um, and, and, you know, Iowa Western called me. It was just something that I uh, couldn't say no to. One thing that's interesting about Iowa Western is both their – to my understanding, both their basketball jobs came open this year, and yeah. both – and they, they approached the Jayhawk Conference for both of them. Yeah. Andy Shaw, who was at Allen, if I – tell me if I'm wrong. I believe it was Allen that did win the conference on the men's side this year. Uh, they were in it right – if they didn't, they, were, they must have lost it on the last week. Well, they won it. They won it last year in the region. Last year, I'm pretty sure they tied this year. Yeah, but and, uh, and lost in the region championships. Andy Shaw out of Allen Community College up in I- Iola headed up to Iowa Western to head the, head the men's team. You're headed up there uh, to head the women's team. I'm curious, have you had any conversations with Andy Shaw? Kind oh of yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've I've known Coach Shaw for a while. I think probably since my first or second year here at Labette. Um, we actually played on a men's league team together in Iola, so you know I've known him for a while. So. <laughs> It, it makes the makes the transition a little bit easier and just having somebody in the same boat as you and you know we can kind of bounce ideas off each other while we get there I mean you guys can just split a u-haul up there at this point oh uh, yeah <laughs> yeah for sure I'll say we'll both be living in the dorms for the next couple of weeks together so we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have a lot of time to talk so we were talking a little bit off air about really what separates Iowa Western from a lot of junior colleges in the country I have always without having ever been there, I've always kind of had the assumption that Iowa Western is one of the premier junior colleges in the country when it comes to their investment into their athletic department. And you were rolling off some of the resources that you're going to have available. You're going to have multiple athletic trainers that your staff you know, made available to you. You're going to have, uh, you said, is it just one strength and conditioning coach or is it multiple uh, strength coaches? I believe coaches it's three. There? I believe it's three. So multiple strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, you have five basketball courts available to you on campus. Uh, to use in practice, um, a gym that is certainly you know it has high, it has a higher capacity. Um, I bet you its air conditioning is more than two years old, <laughs> um, uh, and uh, you just you're going to be able to potentially hire a second assistant. Uh, and I'm just you know I'm curious how much did just though that the sheer level of resources how much does that excite you taking this new opportunity in contrast with what has been available to you at Labette and I'll say this what's available at Labette is not uncommon for most Jayhawk Conference JUCOs 
Yeah, and it, you know, it's only gotten better since I've been here. You know, Coach Keel and, and you know, Dr. Knox and Dr. Watkins and everybody involved has, has done a lot with the athletic department here. You know, it's only done nothing but improve since I got here. You know, um, continuing to hiring good coaches and, and building up the, the facilities, you know. Just um, open the new practice facility. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you factor in uh, Iowa Western is a football school. You know, typically when you look at whether it's Division One, Division Two, JUCO, um, you know, NCAA, whatever the case may be, those football schools have a lot more money. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're pretty good at making money, raising money. Um, you know, which which in turn uh, is a blessing for everybody else. So um, I think that I think that's probably the only main you know big difference between the two. Um, you know, but just the way Iowa Western handled the the hiring process and how aggressive they were. Um, you know, in reaching out and and you know they they were obviously respectful of my current situation, but. Uh, they they made it known from from the very beginning that they you know they wanted wanted me out there um, you know and wanted me to bring in the types of kids that, that we've been bringing in and, and hopefully win games. Uh, looking at the process to get you to Iowa Western, I, I am just just sheer curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the questions and interviews that you went through with you know with directors and administration officials up at Iowa Western as, as part of this hiring process. Any question particularly either stump you or surprise you, or did you have a did, were you pre- did a, did you have a pretty good answer to a question that you were that you remember anything stick out? No, it, it really wasn't that type of situation. You know, um, their their coach moved on to a Division two NCAA Division two head job, and uh, you know when that happened, they they uh, reached out to Coach Keel um, and a couple other people that that are in the conference and, and asked about me, and obviously I got some good recommendations and. Next thing you know, they, they were calling me just to come up. You know, it was more of a tour-type situation, just kind of explaining everything, um, you know, going over the the particulars and the logistics of how they do it. Um, you know, obviously, I've only been to one collegiate school. So yeah. everything everything is going to be um, a little bit different. I was just trying to, you know, learn as much as I could and kind of compare the two and, and just where we were going to go with the, the situation. But, I mean, I, it was just a, it was a great time going up there, you know, um, staying in that, that area and just being able to see everything, Council Bluffs, you know, seventy thousand people right next to Omaha suburb of mm-hmm. Omaha with about half a million. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's it's a different location right next to an airport. Um. So just just a bunch of different factors that uh you don't know unless you go up there and look. Yeah. And I mean, hell, I can even tell you that obviously the Manhattan Airport ha- has has grown year after year before, during, and since I've left K State, but. I guarantee, I promise you, KU's one of, obviously KU had every recruiting advantage over us than K-State because they're KU, but one of those advantages was they were only 20 minutes from the Kansas City, they were a half hour from the Kansas City airport and we were two hours. Right. And, you know, that, that's a big deal to have a major airport close enough to you that, uh, you know, those, it's, it takes out another variable of, okay, I don't have to drive an hour and a half or two hours after the airport. Well, more more importantly, you know, our kids going home for break. You yeah, know, that and bringing them in in August. Um, you know, just just happened to just happened to come up with a plan to go pick up kids from Tulsa or Joplin. You know, from you know one to two hour drive. It's just a little bit more difficult. You know, mm-hmm. now to be a 10, 15 minute drive from campus, um, which which makes it a lot easier just in terms of for everybody recruits. You know, returning players. Whoever. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can just. I'm not big on driving, so anytime you can just take your lunch break and go pick up a couple people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Or I can go hop on a plane a little bit quicker too, and it's yeah. not as stressful. You know. That was that was one thing I was gonna. You, you know, it leads me into another thing I was gonna ask you. You're you're a Kansas kid, man. You've mm-hmm. uh, uh, you, you know, you grew up in Montgomery County. You played. You know, you graduated from Coffeyville Field Kinley High School. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you're not. You know, you're not averse to traveling. You played your college ball at Colgate in New York, so you're used to being away from family. 
but really in your professional life, outside of when you played professional basketball overseas, you have spent your professional life back, not just in Kansas, but in Southeast Kansas. You coached yeah. at Altoona Midway for a year, and, and then you spent the last eight seasons at Lebec Community College. It is, you know, your dad and your children at your games are, are staples. I know, I know women's basketball game is about to get rolling when I see MJ walk through. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just curious how, you know, how your family has reacted to the job. I'm sure everybody's super proud of you and everything, but yeah. the, the additional challenges and the new variables of being further away from family, how are you kind of bracing for that? Oh, it's going to be tough, and I don't think I'll ever figure out how to brace for it. Um, you know, just, just talking to them and, and explaining things. And, you know, my, my parents are obviously travel up. My grandmother's travel up. You know, and that it'll be a little bit tougher to see each other now, but mm -hmm. you know, good families are gonna make make the effort. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So I, I'm just glad that I got to be in the area and, and soak up as much family time as I could, and then also immerse myself into the community. I mean, being able to go watch, you know, the Parsons girls play. Um, you know, whether they, they even have a senior on the team or not. You know, we're not recruiting. We just want to be at the games. Yep. You know, traveling and going watching Coach Wall at Southeast. Um, watching. Coach you played Howell. for at Coffeeville, yeah. Right, right. Watching which retired. You know, I don't know if anybody knows that part, but, you know, just being able to go watch Coach Houck and shoot, having Coach Houck at the games. You know, there's a lot of people in the community that really supported us and, um, you know, we supported them as well. So that that's going to be the hardest part because I, I really was enjoying that part of, you know, mm -hmm. the job. You know, even if we were not winning games, I hated going to work every day. All that stuff outside in the community, you know, I would have mm -hmm. still been happy. I, I always you, you want to talk about support for the community. The, the one thing that has always stuck out to me over the years is when you won that conference title in 2020. I, I can't remember exactly when this, I, if, if it happened during Substate, that means you hadn't quite. Substate championship, I think. Yeah. You, uh, you took your team to go watch Parsons play. And uh, at ha and ha halftime of that game, uh, you know, Rob Barkus or somebody came up to you before the game, you know, right as the game started and said, Hey, at halftime, let's honor you. Yeah. And you brought your whole team out. None of it wasn't planned or anything. No, you guys I just walked in and he thought of it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the PA announcer there introduced you, and, and that whole crowd went nuts. Yeah. That was probably the loudest ovation anybody's heard for Lebet women's basketball over the years here. Yeah. And that, that had to have felt good. Back oh, in that was a special moment. I mean, we walked in the door, I think we saw. You know, Mr. Barkus right there, and he asked us right there. You know, we, we were just coming to watch. Yeah. You know, we were just excited to come watch the game. The girls wanted to get dressed up and, and go to the game. So, you know, just for them to do that for us and even think about it just on the spot, you know, was means a lot. You know, it lets people know that, you know, we're doing the right thing here. We got kids that, you know, people care for. Um, and, and, again, we're in, a, we're in a great community. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go to a quick break. But when we come back, more Mitch Rolls, the Iowa Western women's basketball head coach. <laughs> So, I'm telling you, man, it sucks to say. <laughs> I, hate, I hate this. I'm smiling. Does the pain go away? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to miss you, brother. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. uh, we'll be right back uh, with Mitch Rolls, uh, Labette, uh, former Labette women's basketball coach, now the Iowa Western women's basketball coach, here on The War Room on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. We're back here on The War Room on KLKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. We got Mitch Rolls, the newest Iowa Western Community College women's basketball coach joining us. He spent eight years at Labette. Got to spend a little time reminiscing, man. Yeah. Got to sit here and uh, reflect on what you did over eight years. I remember that first interview I ever did with you, uh, your very first year, you get the job in July, which to anybody who doesn't know, congratulations, you got a college basketball job in July. You're going to have nothing. <laughs> you're, you're, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
Uh, you had virtually no roster. You gave me an interview, uh, talked about your vision for the program. And as I shut off my recorder, you go, do you know anybody who wants to play here? <laughs> I promise you, if you're a college coach asking Sean Fry about, can you help me recruit? Or do you know anybody? You're not going to be a very good team. It's going to be a wrong. It's going to be a long year for you. Oh, that tells you how green I was. <laughs> <laughs> but in that first year, you win two games with the players that you had. I remember some of those players that you had. Janae Barnes sticks out to me, an all-conference oh, athlete. Well, in two, she, only, she only got to play second semester, so that hurt. An all-conference ended up being an all-conference athlete in two sports, in volleyball and basketball. One just a, on the long list of all-Americans and all-conference talent that you've had over the years. Janae has that unique niche of having been an all Jayhawk player in both volleyball and basketball. But that second year, you got the you got the women in that you needed and you win 25 games. And ever since that year, with the exception of the shortened 2021 season due to COVID, you have won at least 21 games every season. And including that COVID year, you have never finished short of the region semifinals in the region six tournament. Uh, and you have never finished lower than third in the conference. Uh, you have two conference titles in that span in 2020 and this past year of 2023, uh, you have a national championship berth, uh, never got to play in that national tournament because it was canceled by COVID. Uh, it, it has been, you, you've coached what? Five all Americans. Yep. Five all Americans. Uh, 27 all-conference kids, which when you threw me that number the other day, I was like, man, it's, I knew, it's obvious, it, obviously it makes sense when you've been here for eight years, and especially towards your last seven years, you were getting three to four every year on the list, so I ended, so the math adds up, but just, just the fact that the math had been going that long yeah. was, a, was wild to me. I'm curious, you've had about a week and a half now to reflect on what you did in eight years here, what what stands out to you? What kind of runs through your mind when you think of the last eight seasons? I mean, the the people, you know, the faces that I can see. You know, you talk about the first year, I immediately see, you know, Sheree Larry. You know, mm-hmm. I see, I see those kids. I see Shamika Tubbs. You know, yeah. as a red shirt. You know, that that type of stuff. That that's what I see. You know, and then the following year, you know, Marshall Hollins, the Asia. You know, rest in peace. Is Marshall Hollins like in med school or something like that now, yeah, or yeah. something like that? One of the smartest kids I've ever coached. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever she does, she's gonna be off the charts but she's better than us yeah 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 Yeah, she always has been you know she she could be my boss right now but you know just just seeing the faces and and thinking about the names um and you know when when i did when it did get put on social media you know a lot of those names you know are reaching out to me you know Mm -hmm. we still have that relationship um you know and they're happy for me they they know you know the the process it's been and just to have them and and to go through the process with them and and not really know when you first start out you know are we am i do i even know what i'm doing I'm asking a reporter, does he have any recruits for me? You know, right? <laughs> the, Honestly, the I still, I, you know, I make fun of you. I give you credit for that, though. There's oh, yeah, why, no clo- why keep any door closed in the situation you yeah, were in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I was cold calling people like I was, you know, selling cricket phones. I don't, <laughs> I didn't care that year. You know, if if somebody told me there was a kid that even sounded remotely decent, I was calling. You know, but that that was the the desperation of the time. You know, not knowing what you're doing, um, and then and then to have kids come in and. And realize, okay, so now I know what talent looks like. You know, I, I made the correct judgment on these kids. Now I can take that further. You know, now I can add on to that knowledge. Um, hopefully, find better players. I mean, that's always the the goal of a coach. I don't I don't know that I've actually found better players as we've gone. You know, I think the system has gotten better. I think we've always had great players. Um, 
I think the the thing that stands out is the the athleticism. You mm-hmm. know, we've we've always had athletic teams. We've always had fun team to watch. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, um, but but fun team to watch is going to play fast. You know, you're not going to sit there and be bored at any of those games. And that that's what I take the most pride in. Um, I've never had anybody leave our game being like, well, I almost fell asleep. No. Nope. And and even at, in your blowouts, you were still yeah up tempo. Yeah, I mean, our, we're always just trying to have fun. You know, even even in the bad games, um, but. You know, that, that type of stuff sticks out to me and, and stuff I can re- reminisce on and, and feel good about. But, you know, also, as life goes on, I'm going to be able to reach out to those kids, and, and they're going to have those memories too. And, and I feel like most of them are positive. So, you know, just to have that is, is really special. Uh, one thing that's interesting about Labette and Iowa Western is uh, the two programs kind of mirrored each other this past winter. Both were <laughs> yeah. essentially ranked. Iowa Western finished ranked number six in the country. You guys finished ranked number five but that was like the last two weeks because they had just one one bad loss and yeah it was, and uh they played a top five team in their region championship game you guys played a top five team in your region championship game and both of you lost that game mm-hmm. uh you know same record same record yeah. you know a lot of the similarities one thing i, I had you you haven't been on the show since the season ended and i know you're not the little coach anymore but i did kind of want to ask you you know, you had that region tournament up in Olathe. You had the semifinals where you had to go to overtime and beat Neosha County. Um, yeah. You know, and then I swear, J.J. Davis wanted to do nothing but give you headaches on your way out. Oh, he always <laughs> and, does. Yeah, and then, that's, um, my, that's my guy. And then a day later, you turn around, you go to triple overtime against Johnson County where uh, you had a few injuries, uh, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it just – you could tell. But that whole game was get the ball up the floor – run the shot clock down, run yeah. some pick-and-roll action and see what could happen. That's what the fourth quarter in overtime, all it was for both sides. Right. Uh, I'm just kind of curious how you reflect on that game specifically. I know that was, uh, I'm sure, a very painful one for a lot. Those kind of losses always sting. Uh, you know, how have you kind of thought of that over the last few months now? Well, I mean, the, the great thing about this conference is, you know, whether you win or lose, um, if you end up being getting the short end of the stick, you know somebody good beat you. You know, so it's not like you can really, really duck your head at all um, taking losses in this conference, and especially in the region tournament in the playoffs when, you know, we're playing for the third time. I mean, those kids know what each other's breath smells like at that point, you know. So it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just this, there's no really negative feelings about it. Obviously, in the, in the moment, you know, it's, it's all negative. Um, but, you know, you think about it, that should have all been televised, whether it was the the semifinals, the finals. I mean, those were some of the most exciting games to be a part of. I probably aged 15 years in the, in the two days that I was there. Um, and my kids probably did too, you know, mm-hmm. but but the fans got a great show. Um, I, I literally had random people walking up to us after we lost in the hallway saying that was probably the best girls game I've ever seen. Some people just saying it was the best game they've seen um, in, in so years, good. you know, so just to be a part of that. Um, you know, Both not, games were really good, honestly. Yeah, unreal. Unreal. I mean, shoot, all three Neosho games were were pretty exciting. I don't, I don't know. You know, when everybody's scoring ninety points per game, um, you know, almost a hundred points per game, it, it's always going to be fun. I don't care who it is. Um, it could be dogs out there shooting mm-hmm. the ball. You know, they're scoring hundred points. You're going to want to watch. Yeah. Know? So, just wish it could have been televised. Wish more people could have saw it. You know, obviously I had great crowds there, but that that's one of those things that you know, just like you think about Iowa and LSU and, and how it grew the game. Um, that that type of that type of atmosphere and that type of game to watch, um, you know, it's something that that is going to push the game forward. And a lot of people that were there are going to have a, an impression of the girls and of our teams that will probably stick with them for a long time. This is going to sound prying a little bit, but 
and I understand. I mean, literally one of the times you got to go, it wasn't your fault. It was a pandemic's fault. But you yeah. have not played. You have not coached in the national tournament yet. How much of that is in you going to Iowa Western, thinking you you have got to smash through that last ceiling? And you were ready to at one point. You had the hammer in your hand, and they just took the seat. They took the glass away from you. But I mean, how much is of that is kind of part of your motivation now? Well, I, I none because. Um... Division two JUCO is the only tournament that doesn't have at large bids, you mm-hmm. know. So, it, you know, not to talk badly, but you know, it, it's kind of an anomaly in terms of the situation. So, yeah, um, we there's no college. The NCAA is not leaving the number five team in the country home for March no, Madness. No, I mean, and this is just my opinion. I think it it has tarnished the some of the integrity of the national tournament. Not saying because we sat at home, we could have won a national championship. Or, or Iowa Western was at home, so, you know, they could have won a national championship. There's the possibility. You're a top five. Right. You're a top ten team. Um, I think just like they do in the NCAA tournament, top ten, top 20, you're basically a shoe-in. Mm-hmm. And you should be. You know, you've put the work in. Um, and, again, we're talking about fans. We're talking about spectators. Um, they should want to see that, you know. Yeah. Um, no disrespect. There was a couple people in the tournament with atrocious records. Um, there was – Several teams from the same region that lost by 30 and 40 points, not only the first round, but in the consolation bracket, um, back-to-back days. I mean, that's just it, – it, it. those teams deserve to be there just as much as anybody else, but the spectators don't deserve to have to watch that. that that's how I feel. You know, we're, we're trying to put, you know, butts in the seats. We're trying to promote the game. We're trying to promote kids and get them recruited. So I think – I think now that we have the bids next year, you know, the integrity is going to be a little bit higher. So there will be at-large bids next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I don't know exactly how that's going to work. Maybe you can tell our listeners that because that will be valuable information for for Labette. That's valuable information for Labette basketball as well. Yeah, I need to be a better coach and get more rehearsed on it. You know, it's brand new. um, (laughs) And and in the transition, I need to find out more. Um, But I do know that um, if if we look back on this year, it seems like teams like us at Labette and – you know, obviously, Iowa, Iowa, Western. Iowa Western would have been some of the top candidates for those at-large bids, which I believe is eight. You know, so th- th- I think that's going to help the game. It's going to help the tournament. Um, maybe making logistics a little bit harder for the tournament directors, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, that that's that's beside the point. You know, it's about the kids, it's about the institutions, and and the people that deserve to be there. I'm kind of curious as you uh, you know reflect as you depart Labette and be as fair and as forthcoming as and honest as you want to be. And I'm going to ask two questions that are related. Mm-hmm. What does Labette do well with its athletic department that makes any coaching job or any any position on a team for an athlete even enticing? And what can what do you feel like Labette could do better to make it more appealing and more enticing for not just coaches but for athletes as well? Well, I mean, shoot, the reason it's it's such a good place is you have you know great leadership in Coach Keel who empowers you as a uh, a coach. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not he's not going to put his thumb on you and, and, you know, put you in a box and tell you what you got to do. You know, he's he's going to correct you when you're you're out of out of line, um, which he's you know, he does that does that well. But he, he's going to empower you. He's going to let you, you know, do what you're good at. He's going to allow you to be your own coach. He's going to allow your personality to come out, um, you know, unless it's a problem yeah. you know, as, as he should. You know, that's his job. So um, that that's the biggest part. You know, I, I would not be who I am today in year eight if Coach Keel didn't hand me my keys in year one and say, figure it out, right? I'm not going to hold your hand. Um, here's here's this, here's that, here's everything I can do to help you. Outside of that, you got to get the job done, you know? And, and that's the best thing that happened to me because um, like I, that, that's why I'm asking you, the reporter, hey, you, you got kids, you know, yeah. that I can recruit? Um, 
because I, I was in that situation and I had to learn on my own, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that and he's the entire time has just been a mentor, um, a friend, you know, like a like a father figure, you know, just because of him, him my dad's similar age and you know they're really close too. So um, just just having him in your corner, you know, is going to empower you to be the best coach you can be. You know that that's one thing. The other thing is working with great coaches. Um, yeah. You know. You and me were kind of running down some of the coaches that were not here now, but we started out with when I got here. Um, is basically everybody was new. You know, me, Jared, uh, Jeff came a couple years later. Jared Stanford men's basketball. Jeff Vesta still with oh, wrestling. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably need to put both names in there. Um, but you know, yeah, those two were there. Um, you know, Jake had come in at the, Jake Folsom had come in at the time, and you know, we've obviously had a couple coaching changes. Um, but just just the people you get to work with on the daily, mm-hmm. you know, is 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 the high point of the job. You know, whether you know, you're having a good day or a bad day. Um, it's nice to be around coworkers that you're like, I, you know, I can be around this person and not want to yeah. pull my hair out. You know, so that that's what that's what makes Lebet great. And then you look at you know the outside factors in terms of you know the people work across campus. Um, those are some of the people I've gotten the closest with. Um, you know, Nancy Newby. Uh, you know, Miss Denine, who works um, with the diversity committee. You know, Ashley George, uh, Tyler Allen. Uh, Connie Nance when she worked there I mean there's just so many people across campus that are great to work with that uh, it, it makes your job easy mm-hmm. you know it makes your job easy you can focus on what you need to focus on um, you know and then as far as improvement I mean the only thing to improve any college is going to be what money revenue um, yeah. investment was, yeah I mean that but that's that's a double-edged sword and you know there's a lot that comes with that you know um, asking for money and getting money are two different things so yeah you know, that, that's always going to be the answer, I think, for most colleges and most, most athletic departments. Um, and, again, I'm not qualified enough to know the ins and outs to say mm-hmm. anything past that, you know. But, yeah. Uh, do you uh, – I'm curious. We'll, we'll part on this note. Mm-hmm. You think back on eight years. You think about Labette basketball. Someone just asked you, what do you remember about Labette? What's your favorite memory or whatever? What's the memory that sticks out the most? What's the thing that comes to your mind without thinking? Oh, region championship just coming home on the drive home, I think. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that I mean, 2020 season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, coming back from Hutch, I, I think being in the car, talking to the girls, just the the feeling. Because, you know, when you're in the gym and you're taking pictures and all that stuff, it's not – it doesn't really set in. You know, yeah. obviously happy as can be. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think just – Coming back, and I mean, we got back late that night, and they all kind of slept towards the end of the ride. But just there were a few back. people, including me, kind of waiting for you when you yeah, got back. Too. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you guys, there was a picture taken, I think, and they'd all just woken up. But it was like <laughs> they woken up from the best dream ever, you know. And just just that feeling. Um, and then the the well, I don't know how long was it till the selection committee? About a couple week week or yeah. two after that. Yeah. So I mean, that leading up to that, that was all great. I mean, just the. Again. It was just a week's or two's worth of nothing but celebration. It yeah, like. yeah. I was, so, I mean, was, basically from the car ride home, you know, into the, you know, when, when we got announced at the at the Parsons High School game at, at halftime, um, all the way to the selection show and then having our team dinner at Kitchen Pass, you mm-hmm. know, all that stuff. I mean, that that's the highlight. And that's probably what it's one to two week span. Um, and then you get punched in the face with the, you know, cancellation of the tournament. But that little time in between there just to – spend that with those kids who really did struggle their freshman year. You know, they lost 11 games. I I had them playing too tough a schedule. I mean, we traveled to Texas and played New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, New Mexico Junior College, who's number one in the country. We played, I think, Trinity Valley that year, maybe. I don't 
Trevor was on that schedule. It was unreal. It, yeah, yeah. The, the teams we played were unreal, and and I really put them through it as freshmen. Um, that was also the year Upe sat out well the first twenty games with the <sighs> investigation. So, uh, I mean, just just the stuff those kids went through, and then the work they put in that summer, and the work they put in that fall, and to see them so happy at the end, and and get to go through that week to two weeks um, was amazing. You know, mm-hmm. and they all signed and, and moved on and did great things. You know, the, I think that'll do it, Mitch. One thing that will, you know, I'm going to get a picture with you and then we're going to leave the studio and I'm going to go home, but I got to stop by Casey's and get something to drink and I'm going to see Winnie Tyobi there working. <laughs> and I'm going to be reminded again of the impact you've had yeah. on this community. You, you People have come and loved what the impact they've had here, so much so that there's some that just never left. Yeah. And uh, and it is it is sad to see you go. Being personally and selfish, obviously, you know, you know, I would have loved to been here for another 20, 30 years. But and guess what? Probably in the next 10 years, if not less, Ryan Phillips is going to leave. And then Haley Miller is going to move on at some point. And I'm going to have to become friends with all new people. (laughs) And now I lost one of the few people I have that I can cold call and say either A, fill my pages or B, get on my radio show. So if who if, Haley Haley Miller better be listening right now because she's about to get asked to be on here a lot more or Ryan or Jason it, like that's really the crime you committed for them they have to come on radio more now yeah well and then we gotta we gotta hire somebody good to come hang out with you for the, for the women's team too so we'll we'll get somebody in there I am exci- I am excited for always excited what I've learned to be though is I'm always excited for what the future holds and I've also learned that you should always take chances on yourself I know it took courage out of you to take that job opportunity. It's always scared to leave a situation you're comfortable in, even if you can basically see that the grass is a little greener. Yeah. You had success here. You weren't going anywhere. You weren't you weren't going anywhere in terms of your success at Labette. You were going to thrive here. To take that leap is a leap of faith and it takes courage. And I'm proud of you and happy for you for that. So that will do it here on the war room for what mate it's not we're not we're not gonna let this be the last time. No, I don't. I'm gonna that. drag you back into the studio. It's 2023. We got a uh, we got technology, buddy. We it, can figure this out. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, as last time, really, of you know, before you fully take on this Iowa Western job, last time really represent Labette. This has been Mitch Rolls on the War Room. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Everybody, stay safe and God bless. <laughs>